This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Anish, it is a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing today? Good, 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 Phil. What's going on? What's going on, Jason? Happy, happy, happy to be here. Yeah, man. No, um, I, I knew off the bat that you were going to be bringing good energy to this show, which I appreciated. And uh, we'd like to kick things off by asking, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs or professionals who work in the creative field, something of that nature? You know, it's interesting. Uh, my immediate family, no. Uh, you know, I was as, you know, from a conservative Indian family in Montreal, I was dissuaded as heavily as possible to avoid uh, what was initially the acting path, uh, and then later the journalism and writing path, and then ultimately what we're here to talk about, which is the career coaching path, it it, it wasn't there. Now, as I got older, and uh, my wife and I, you know, when we started traveling back to India, we realized that, it, you know, my uh, mom's side of the family, uh, marked by crazy amounts of uh, madness, real mental illness and all this, but also huge artistic background. You know, many of the ants who have like, like fled the scene, we haven't heard hide nor hair from. So generations back, yes, there was. Uh, I think that um, this was, and it's certainly my journey, I think was, was one where, you know, my mom, before she took sick, she, she had schizophrenia. She uh, was an English teacher. And I think for me, the, the crucial lessons I got from her early on, which was actually, you know, Indian guy, additional homework, let's just call it what it is, right? But what 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 I loved about it was it gave me a hunger right when I was early to, to realize, wait a minute, everything I'm I'm seeing here, this is a story, okay? You have a story, you have a perspective. I have a story, I have a perspective. And 80 to 90% of our situations, which we think are existential and unchangeable, especially professional, it's this. It's an inability to know how to switch that camera and how to change it. So uh, the lesson I got, you know, first from a very, very restrictive household, uh, but later now, you know, proudly, you know, with, with, with three kids running it exactly the way that I want to, running life exactly the way that I need to, uh, I am thankful for it. You know what I mean? The lightness that we enjoy is directly correlated to the dark, but I didn't start from the light. Yeah, man. Okay. I feel that. And well, I'm just being, Hey, I'm just being real with you. I'd love to, I'd love to sit down and tell you that this is a journey where a forefathers, all of this, I had to find father (laughs) figures out there. I had to find mother figures out there. I had to find my tribe because not everyone is lucky to just be born into that. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta fight like hell for it sometimes. That, you know what, that that's exactly what the spirit of this conversation is fighting like hell for it. Because the, the truth is that that grit is the one thing that actually makes or breaks entrepreneurs. Cause all of them could have talent, Sure, you know, all of them can have ability, but it's really easy to throw in the towel and tap out. Uh, and honestly, even if you're thinking about tapping out, as long as you don't, 
you've still got the grit as long as you stay in the game, even if you told yourself I'm quitting today and then you show up anyways, even though you wanted to quit. That's that's the beauty of this game and business and entrepreneurship. And one hundred percent, I think I think I was listening to a, an interview with Mark Cuban, who and he was saying, you know, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, you can take, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten at bats and what you're going to be judged for is the win. If one of those nine is a win, if one of those 10 is a win, your legacy is going to be, is going to be judged on that, you know? And it's, it, it, I don't think that that's a license to be callous about failures. You know, I don't think that should ever be be the case. But what I do think that means though, there's something really profound about that. When we're about to do something in our mind, we're looking, man, what happens if this doesn't work the negative legacy? But we live in a country of dreamers and the the most priceless attribute I have ever seen as a career coach is the ability to, to create. The ability to say, you know what? It's not just about picking from these. I'm just going to create my own option over here. You know, if you have that, you can write your own ticket. Whether we're talking creating a role for yourself, walking your own path, that's the magic key, man. And and entrepreneurs have that. That's the that's the gold, man. You know what I'm saying? Like so, so you know. But I I don't know if we always see that in ourselves. You know, especially when we ought to. Hey. That is a fact, man. Now, what I want to do is I want to go a little deeper on this beginning of the career coach thing, right? Because we sort of went over point to point and, you know, there's only so much we can cover as we're getting into it. But now is the perfect opportunity to sort of talk about how you landed in this. And was it the success of it that that when it finally landed and it did work, you go, I can really do this? Or what really kept you to sticking to it? Yeah, I'd be lying if I said even now, you know, I've I've been a career coach now for over 12 years and we've helped over 2000 people. Um, They have negotiated over $650 million in offers. All, all the vast majority of them created with zero job posting out there in the last three years. All of that is, is great, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I definitely still have my moments where I'll question it. I will worry about the people I work with. I will wonder if, if I'm able, if I'm going to be able to actually meaningfully help them or, you know, or teach them that. I don't know if that, you know, if that ever goes away, but I, you know, it's really interesting because this journey of running a business and working with people, figuring out, of course, as we all do, the mechanics of how do you do that? What's a contract? What's an agreement? How do you, you know, figuring out all of that, you know, it was the first time in my life where I had been, you know, writing, I'd been doing all this other stuff, but what became this was a sideline at the beginning. I was writing resumes and using my writing talent to try to, you know, let's say if I'm working with with Jason, okay, you know, you, you've got a goal. Let me rebrand you a little bit. Let me get you out there. Put a, put a little spit polish, not that you need it. You look fantastic, but put a little spit <laughs> polish on there and, you know, and, and make sure you, you know, you can, you can hit it. But what I, what I kept finding out, and I remember talking with this guy, Arthur, he was 52 years old. Uh, supposedly about this job search. But what I realized was I'm talking to this guy and he's like, I'm 52. I've spent 20 years in one company in Manhattan, an architect. I've done award-winning work. They kept making promises. Now they're telling me they're going back on all of those. I have zero real equity here. This is supposed to be about a job search, but I feel like a failure. And I look at my wife and I say, like, I failed her because I feel like I'm starting over Right when I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be making, making, making the through. And I, and I got off that phone and I realized like, this is not a resume problem. You know, this is not a LinkedIn problem, right? This is, this is a, a deeper problem of what, however you choose to make a living out there, what this is doing for people 
right when they should be enjoying life most, right when they should be most in their power, the powers that be and the way that a lot of this stuff that we call job searching and getting ahead is structured in its default form is, is, is specifically made to disempower you. Because if I can get you, Jason, if I'm talking to you in a negotiating capacity as an organization, right? I'm a CEO, so I'm standing in for this organization. If I can get you thinking, not like the guy who has delivered a singular amount of value, which you have, and has created company after company and has had all of this outsized impact. If 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 I'm get you thinking not like that, but the guy who, dude, you don't have the traditional pedigree of, of 90% of the people I spoke to. You don't have any of the in-depth experience that you have here. You're a risk, okay? So if we're going to be talking, I'm going to be looking at you, judging you, vetting you like the outside creator, podcaster risk that you are, but you don't have actually anything relevant to tell an insider like me. Let's just be very real with that, right? If I have you thinking like that, I get you to a yes faster on my terms. I get you lowballed faster. I get you micromanaged faster and I get you out the door faster. And by the way, I've seen that right up into the C-suite. I'm working with a, with a chief marketing officer right now. She has had strategic impact his whole career. They brought him in. Yup, yup, yup. We got promises. We got promises. We got a two-year, three-year, five-year growth plan. Solve the in, in, initial six-month issues. New CEO comes in. Get out of here. I don't need you because I don't associate you with the strategic side of what you do. I never changed looking at you as something more than someone who puts out fires. I never stopped looking at you as someone who's a marginalized outsider trying to take a risk here that I would be doing essentially a favor for, right? So all of this stuff you can shift, right? And it set this obsession in my mind to say, I don't know if it kills me, but by the time I spoke to Arthur, because of my weird path, I had been generating opportunities outside of the system my entire life. And so I knew that there was a way to do it. The risk was, is there a way to systematically do it in an end-to-end without ever going to monster indeed, et cetera? The answer, as it turns out, is yes. It cost me six, for me, it cost me six years, 175K, and we were six months away from bankruptcy. We still had to go to credit counseling. I'm just being completely honest. I, I had to, because I because I didn't come from a business background. So trial and error is the price and the blood that you pay. So for me, it was six years where literally everyone was telling me this is the most foolish endeavor on planet earth. You should, you should never teach this. Uh, employees do not have a, I've heard this, do not have an entrepreneurial bone in their body. That's something else, which I think is completely wrong. Uh, that, that everyone can bring some of that. And right now you have to from a survival aspect. So uh, it took me right to the edge and beyond. And it, it, it almost made me lose my mind. But when it clicked, it 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 was earth shattering, and now we're using automation. We're using all sorts of stuff to 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 help our clients. But the underlying principle is the same, which is you've got to change the way you're doing all of this and stop looking at this as me as an as a candidate looking to find a third party to tell me where I fit. They are going to take your lead. It's up to you to determine what that first impression is. What's a way that's going to be conducive and leverage that towards getting this stuff earlier in the process. Earlier meaning before it goes into a job posting. So yeah, and and probably the, the first part of my life where unlike writing and acting, you know, it wasn't a bolt in the blue. This was the first time really outside of myself where I said, I don't care if I fail. If I help five people, if I help one person like you, if I help one amazing person like Phil, you know, I'm kind of an anti-authoritarian. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, I don't like authority of any kind. I don't like corporate stuff of any kind. A corporate BS, 
makes me want to puke. So, 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 so if I get you rich and if I get you basically Phil not feeling like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But you're like, look, generating offers is relatively easy. I can do it anywhere in the world with my laptop and a computer connection, right? I'm, I'm just leveraging what I have in a more effective way. If I get you there, that makes me selfishly feel happy. That makes me feel like, okay, like, you know, one more person has kind of broken out of the matrix a little bit, you know? So, uh, and, 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 you know, I know I'm, I don't want to ramble here, but it is something I'm, I feel like I, I'm experiencing it a little bit as much as I've worked so hard to try to create it, you know, like, I think I've been lucky in, plugging into something that I didn't realize how many people felt that way. I knew I did, you know, like, like I knew I'd felt marginalized, but I didn't know how many other people were, were ready, you know, for, for saying like, Hey, all right, you got a different way. You got a way for me to diversify all of this. Let's go, you know, let you know, let's do it. You know, you speak so many truths uh, while sharing what you did. And I think one of the most important things was your insightful view on the way things are set up, right? Often you'll speak to people who are working in career and they're very like, you, the applicant is the problem, right? And you've got to find a company that you fit for. Yep. Uh, and you took the entire opposite approach, entirely opposite approach. And I, I like it because early on when I tried to be a freelancer, I remember thinking this isn't working. I'm not doing really well. Right. And then I went back to trying to apply for gigs only to find that it takes just as much effort to try to apply for companies as it does to find a potential client and identify how to help them. And it's like the same thing. You just have to get it from multiples as opposed to just one that can just offload you whenever they want either way with the at will agreements. Let me let me let me run this by you. This is an actual thing, and tell me if this resonates with you guys. Okay, that that goes directly to this. This is someone I was coaching earlier today, um, Arun. We're talking about how okay, this guy's super qualified, clearly C-suite material, but always gets just gets marginalized in the, in the process, right? And and I'm I'm asking him like, look, so what do you look for when you're when you're when you want to work with people? You're looking at at leadership. What do you want to work for? Right. And he's like, okay, so here's long list. Right. He's like, look, I I need someone with who has like a real eye for recognizing talent. I I, I need someone who's going to think strategically, not just tactically, all of these things. Right. And, and I'm like, Arun, and I want everyone listening to this to think about it. Okay. You can make that criteria right now, right? Of what you're looking for, the people that you would rather partner with, that you know, what you know, at least up to this point in terms of what would be conducive. Fine. It's not about going out there and finding the one needle in a haystack that has it. If you want that, right? For Arun, for Arun to get that, the best thing that he can do is when he's building relationships, whether we're talking uh, an interview the traditional way, or whether we're talking about, you know, you want to, for every job posting, imagine for every one of those, there's 15 to 20 ones out there that are just in earlier stages that you can, that you can put yourself for. And the earlier you get the pain, the less competition there is, right? So the more you diversify the approach, right? The more you get additional, you know, sort of channels of an outcome here. So if I'm looking at a rune, I'm like, look, the best way you're going to get all those, all those things, when you're building a relationship, don't focus on answering the right questions or figuring out the perfect answer. Forget about all of that. Okay. 7% is uh, uh, of what we remember is that anyway, 
have questions that make it clear. These are your personal vetting criteria as to what makes a business worth partnering with versus not. In other words, I'm talking with you, Phil, about running your business and all of this. We're talking 20 minutes, right? I'm I'm diving deep. I want to I want to get in. I don't want to talk about my history for 15, 20 years. I don't know. I know you don't care about that. I want to know about what's going on so I can start helping you. Well, Phil, here's the thing. We've been talking about growing this company, right? For last 25 minutes. We've talked about strategy, all of this. I've been talking in this industry and I will tell you, it is not possible for you to get where you're going without a clear focus on reinventing the talent. And I find it very, very interesting to me that your team has not been mentioned once here, not once in in what we've been talking about. So you tell me exactly, is that a forced omission or is that a strategic decision that you're making in terms of doing it? Because that's a mistake. That's not what you want to be doing right now in, in, in this time, right? If you make a stand, if you vet, if you go in there and make it clear, these are your criteria, what you're going to find is, yeah, the people you would have gone into business with anyway, you would have got them. But most people are in the middle. They don't know. And when it comes to what you do or what Jason specializes in, they definitely don't know. So so rather than going in there and saying, hey, boss, tell me what you want to hear. Tell me, to, you know, tell me what's there. Go in like you know better than they do, right? That you know what the markers do. I know I do. After working with 2,000 people, I can tell you, you can talk a good game about your career and all of this, right? I can talk to you for five minutes, mostly asking questions, and I'll be able to tell pretty accurately whether you're actually going to be able to make a change in your life, which is what we're talking about or not, right? That's the truth. So should I hide it? And should I pretend that you know all the answers? Or should I be like, Phil, you want an outcome here, right? So here are the questions to ask. Here are the details that I need. If I can help you here, great. If I decide that the pain that you're in is severe enough that we need to solve it one-on-one, then we're going to be talking about that. But you'll know, obviously, through all of this, exactly what this is, right? It's 50-50. It's expert to expert. It's me taking five minutes, 10 minutes, or even 30 minutes out of my day to, to, to have a conversation with you guys for a very clear outcome. If I didn't think that outcome was there, I'm not there, right? But we don't do any of this, right? We don't do any of this. We leave our critical mind at the doorstep because we're waylaid, we're pacified into this weird way of thinking by the promise of the offer. But the thing is, if you don't break that, you're not getting the offer anyway. And even if you do, it's not an offer you're going to want, right? Because you got to set this up in a way that's it's, that, it's literally that the It's literally the old school way of, of thinking when it comes to, you know, I got my resume, I fill it out. I put it in an envelope, give her a lick, put a stamp on it, throw it in the <laughs> yep. mail. Sure. Wait to see what happens. <laughs> Something's gonna happen, right? We, yeah. We've all we I mean we've all done this, right? Like we've all we've all been there. I remember in my acting days in Montreal, I used to my best friend Rob would give me such grief because we would just be hanging out and I would meet him at the post office and he's like, What the hell are we doing here? And you'll see this like whole stack of manila envelopes with my headshot <laughs> going out to every theater company, you know, you know, you know, that's there. But you know, to use that analogy, right? Phil, yeah. Jason, you guys have if you've already, you know premiered on Broadway, you've had multiple Broadway running shows, you've had shows backed, you've got relationships with producers, then you don't need to do that, right? Like you don't, you don't need to go the way that of the, of the post office, you just need to uh, encourage and remind the people that you want to dialogue with that, hey, there's intrinsic value to talking to you, Mm -hmm. right? That's the thing. We have all of this intrinsic value. And so many of the people I hear, you know, I'll work with a lot of um, Gail I worked with, you know, she's, she's, she's 73 years old. She had spent 15 years in top level fortune 500 companies. 
but she'd been kind of screwed over in her last company, you know, and she wanted to secure something, not because she needed the money, but because she just didn't want to exit the game like that. You know, you would think she'd be on top of the world, but, but at that point she was racked with doubt. She was like, they're all looking at me as someone who's old, who's out of the hill. Now, this is the, the one of the my proudest outcomes that I've had a hand in. She is there, not at these huge companies. She's advising testosterone-heavy early and mid-stage companies, usually filled mostly with guys, right? And they all have their own perspective. They She comes in there like the freaking Oracle of the Matrix and goes in there saying, Jason, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do it, okay? Don't do it. You, cut that out right there, right? That's a mistake. And they, they not only do they trust it, they welcome it. Because you know, when you're with a lot of people who have the same perspective, there is an intrinsic value to having someone who can like do it. Even if I disagree with you, there's a value into having that, right? You're protecting me in a really, mm-hmm. really valuable way, right? I would say both of you guys in your journeys, right? If I was looking at you guys from a coaching perspective, I would go so hardcore in stressing and owning the unique territory that you guys have. There's many ways that you can, you can brand yourself, but I would want to make darn sure that if I have you know 10 minutes with Jason or 10 minutes with Phil, I'm never wasting one second of your time asking you, what are you up to? Come on, I should know this, right? I want to go, I want to go deeper and I want to set you up so you don't have to waste your time on that either, right? So um, yeah. yeah. No, these these stories are incredible, and I love that you are able to share them with us because it gives us a sense of sort of like the level of passion that you're bringing to the work that you do when it's necessary, especially in a time like today. I mean, Jason himself runs a staffing agency. Yes, you know, and uh, he's, you know, you know the pain, you know the pain better mm-hmm. than most, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Do I ever? <laughs> and, and you know, it's a it's a it's a crazy market right now. But having people who are helping empower the actual person out there looking for those opportunities to get those offers, that's just awesome to have in the marketplace because it is designed and set up. It's kind of like when you show up to the place to begin with and they have you wait in the lobby, like that's another power move. Right. And it's just, come 100%. on, you know, so 100%. I, I really 100%. appreciate those insights that you're bringing. So I guess my question is uh, before we start going on to the, the next couple of segments, yeah. the bottom line, your bottom line, hands down, this is my, like, if you're going to be working with me or just if you're going to be in the job market at all, this is what you got to know. What is your bottom line? I would say uh, bottom line, think about what you're putting out there in terms of your brand. And what I mean by brand, uh, you represent your brand whenever you have a conversation with someone professionally, you represent it on LinkedIn, you represent on 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 resume, maybe you have a website. Think about your brand not as a conglomeration of skill sets, which what most people think of. Say, I'm a CTO because I have all these skills. Or most what people will do, they will align to some kind of a third-party brand. I worked for Amazon two years ago. Or go, I am the Amazon developer, right? Don't do either, okay? Focus around a process, right? If we're saying, what's Jason Miller's unique process, right? If he was one of the five or six people at a company, right? We could all do this. Uh, If he was one of the five or six people at a company who was responsible for growing the company moving forward, the truth is his capabilities and talent development, entrepreneurialism, these might have gotten him in the door. But once you're actually there, it doesn't kind of matter, right? I mean, because we have priorities and we have to just move it forward, right? So it doesn't matter whether you've had strategic partnership experience or not, you have to move forward. So if you ask yourself, like, if I'm thinking of it in that way, so a strategic partner of the business would influence not just in the areas or skill sets that I'm good at, but I would have a ripple effect over time, right? So Jason might say, look, I'm, or, you know, Phil might say, look, 
what I what I specialize in is marketing. I've got a powerful digital marketing. What is that in terms of a process? Well, the only reason we really pay marketing is growth, right? Uh, and so if what's my way of aligning to growth? In other words, what's my way of driving and transforming marketing that would enable a kind of growth that is particularly in demand right now? Maybe I look at it and say, hey, my growth comes from a software programming and engineering background that gives me a crystal clear ROI. And I'll tell you something, having been in the marketing and advertising game, give me real ROI that I can track, not some some BS from meta, like some secondhand uh, um, metric. This is gold because I'll, I'll write you an offer right now because that's the number one concern. So maybe I say, I solved the marketing ROI black hole through an analytics heavy approach that brings together what I specialize, what I specialize here. And so if I look at my brand in that way, I start shifting my brand. You get tons of changes, but the biggest two, okay? Number one, you can stop changing your brand based on every job posting you see. You want to think bigger than the job posting. You want to think about an umbrella idea that can house that, but isn't just limited by that. And a process is a fantastic way to think about that. The second one, I would say the most important one beyond that is that if we're talking about opening the door for 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 in ways that you've never opened it before, you've got to lower the barriers, right? When we're talking about high-level people, people in influence, they can't get the stink of job seekeriness or or I need money, you know, or, you know, from you, right? We got to have a, a different vibe. Well, the process gives you something because when you have a process, I can engage on LinkedIn, I can build build relationships, and when I build a relationship, let's say with Jason. For using our, our platform, I might have it set up through automation, maybe three or four messages over a period of time. I want that centered around interest around the process so that when we jump in, right, he knows that there's an ROI because I, as I'm learning stuff about what's going on here, we call that an assessment call. As I'm learning stuff about him, I'm filtering it through my way of looking at it and I'm giving him insights, right? So he knows 30 minutes with me is not just 30 minutes getting career help. Right. When it's talking with me, it's 30 minutes of learning how to stand on your own two feet and creating an, a universe of opportunities that you will always have control over. That's my process. So I can give you ROI there. I can tell you that I have zero interest in bamboozling you for a job because I don't. And I can get into this as an equal. And that's the most important thing. Okay. Why networking doesn't work is because we like through either first impression, signaling, messaging, or the relationship. Somewhere along the line, that got transactional. Somewhere along the line, the impression came in that Jason is getting a favor from me to talk to me when that's not at all the case, right? And that cannot be the case if you are needing to get to the truth. All of this has one outcome, okay? If you shift around a process, you start thinking about that way, you're going to be in a situation to not only build these relationships, but start identifying what is really going on. That should be goal number one of every major interaction interview that you have. A job posting, assume it lies to you. Assume 99% of it is BS, because it usually is. I'm not going to tell you what's actually going on at my company. What, I'm going to share that with Monster and Indeed and every other investor out there? No, I'm not. I'm going to grab other things. So don't worry about playing to that. Focus on understanding through your questions what is actually driving this higher. They'll tell you it's growth. It's it's not, okay? It's like more like they lost 30% of their business because of the pandemic because that was events management-based. 
but they're not going to tell you that. You know, they've also hired two other people to solve it, but that didn't work. But you must know that. Okay. In the first one, you've got to know it. Otherwise, you don't have any leverage moving forward. Right. That so, is so true. A <laughs> way to think about it, you know, the process, the magic process, you know, if I can. If I can be a genie here, I'm just like beaming this message out to everyone, okay? Think about a process and don't worry about if someone agrees with you on it or not. That's the magic thing, okay? The, one of the keys to getting offers is not me being on, oh, I, I get along with you guys. The personality is beautiful, all this secondhand stuff, man. It's credibility, right? I can, I've done business with, I've worked with, with people who've said, Anish, I'm literally working with you because... Everything I've tried to do here has not failed. And my wife told me I got to do it. Fine. Good. That's, that's no problem at all. Right. But we, but we can do business if we're in a place of honesty and I understand the pain that you're in and you're committed towards solving it. Right. If that's there, I can do business with you. I don't care if you're an introvert, an extrovert. I don't care what your culture is about all of that stuff. Right. I want to know when we're in the trench here, do you want this as bad as I do, right? In your way, your pathway, have you gotten here to a place where you're suffering that badly? If you think about it, we make it, we make an appointment with a doctor, right? If you think about what you said, right? The waiting room, right? That's that you could say that's, that's a, a structural thing. That's a conditioning thing as well, but think about it for a, for a doctor, how come we're not asking them like, hey, how, which school specifically did you go to? How many years of specialization did you have? Why aren't we asking those questions? Because we're getting all of their credibility through the way that they ask us the questions. And the clarity that you're getting in that back and forth is, is telling you in real time, oh, wait, oh, I should put this on? Oh, and that's telling you, hey, this is someone who really knows something, right? This is someone who actually understands my problem. They're, that's the back and forth that we know how to use but but the thing is, it doesn't only have to be doctors. Sorry to my mom, unfortunately, who I, I I destroyed the dream of unfortunately a doctor in the family. But I can tell you one thing we can all do that doctors do is we can assess, and it's one of the most valuable and powerful ways um, that you can express value, demonstrate real value um, at the high level. Come in there with questions, you know. Be a fan. Be a fan. Like don't be intimidated. Be a fan of someone, man. Like like there's nothing wrong with that. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna not get an offer because Jason's like, damn, dude. Like 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 and this sort of you know is thinking of me like like a, a bit of a mentor and there's things to learn from. In fact, many of the high performers I've worked with, that's one of their secret criteria as to whether or not they end up taking a role. It's not even how much money or all that. Can I learn from you? You know, will me being around you will it help me open up new ways of thinking or new ways of of experiencing this life, you know, that I'm not, I'm not thinking about, you know? Yeah, man. No, I mean, th there's just so much juice to this conversation that you're, that you're putting out and I can see how people can get fired up about working with you because of how clearly passionate you are about making sure that people get to the nitty gritty of what's going on and that they position yeah. themselves properly. So with that said, because it's hot on the mic now, I want to make sure that we take a break, uh, just a quick break to give a shout out to some of our supporters who have made this conversation possible. And that's uh, for this episode in particular, we've got Kelly Gordon of Cyberpreneur Inferno. Uh, the assumption is that when you start an agency of any kind, you're supposed to get more money and more freedom. And then you find out I have less of both and a lot more stress, right? And your monthly income is not predictable by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but you still have that dream of being fully booked and having consistent income. You can actually do that 
in a number of ways. You can spend 10,000 hours doing it on your own and making all the mistakes. You talked about this yourself. I mean, down to the rock bottom bleeding edge, and then it clicked for you, right? Or you could join someone like Kelly Gordon and who has a hundred other digital agency owners who have gone through the trial and error and now want to help you level up as part of what they do with Cyberpreneur Inferno. So they're teaming up with us, the War Room Podcast, to give you that boost you really need to achieve your goals. And all you have to do is go to get.cyberpreneurinferno.com forward slash 4x4 method. That's the four by four method. And then go ahead and use the War Room 15 for 15% off the tuition. Coming back to this, I want to roll out the red carpet for you, Anish. Where can people go to be in touch with you and to get more of what's coming? Oh, thanks, man. I, I, um, for those people who are like really getting fired up here, they're like, oh yeah, this is this is sounding right. There is a special link I'd like to share called uh, tap the hidden job period market forward slash ASAP. Um, for those who are interested, it's completely free. Um, you're going to find uh, the most recent class that me and my team just wrapped there. It's about 50 to 60 minutes long. Uh, it'll teach you, and we've had people who have Yes, become clients, but also many people who have not, who have just learned this, and it's filled with instant changes you can make based on what we teach uh, that'll help increase your visibility, increase your branding, increase the kind of activity that you've got going on. Um, uh, And for people who want to go deeper with us, uh, right at the end of the class, there'll be a link that you can use to uh, set up a call with my team, go deeper. Our our job is to change as close to 10,000 lives in this way as we can. Um, Helloinish.com is also a great HQ for a lot of the career training we do. And I guess for those people who are on LinkedIn, if you have Anish, put in A-N-I-S-H in career. Um, definitely uh, would love a follow. Uh, you know, one thing I'm doing every day as, as we're dealing with clients out there all throughout the world at this point um, who are on their journeys here, um, we see a ton of stuff, you know, in real time. And I'm always doing my best to share through LinkedIn tidbits, ways of thinking about this mindset, logistics, et cetera, that will help you sort of look at this problem uh, in a different way. First major offer I closed happened when they asked me a whole bunch of final follow-up questions. And I finally realized the right answer is not answering them. It was, we're ready for an offer right? Just a one line, we're ready, right? And sometimes you have to do that, right? But like you said, you can either trial and error it, right? And go through 5, 10, 15 negotiations and some of which, you know, you lose out on, or you have someone like you, like Jason, like me, right? Who can say, look, you're the big dog. You're good. You're good. It's time for us to exchange some money and start doing business, right? Nothing wrong with that. So yeah. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. Uh, before we go to the grand finale, I want to check in with Jason for any reflections he might have. Oh, well, I got to tell you, there was so much dropped here. This is a double listener. Um, Cause there was so much dropped in this episode. I mean, you like packed it in, brother. Holy thank crap. you, man. Thank, thank, and, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of energy to t- try to cram that much into this short amount of time. So it, it's a double listener. People need to go back and listen to this again so they can catch it all. Um, and and I, there's a lot to be learned about what you said, and I probably only caught about 50% of it too. So it, it but it's important. The, thing, the things that you did highlight on are very memorable. And if, if you're looking for that, that specific thing, you're trying to break those chains of, of the old way of thinking, right? Which that's my big takeaway. And that's the big takeaway I want everybody to get from this is 
you don't have to do it the old way. Um, there are new ways. There's other ways. People are receptive to those ways. Um, and let's roll out the uh, grand finale. Yeah, there's definitely a, a tone of breaking all the rules mm-hmm. on purpose and making your own rules to this conversation. And I'm here for it. I mean, that's what entrepreneurs do, baby. So with that said, we're going to roll out the grand finale. Uh, Anish, if you could have invited anybody to this conversation today, who would you have loved to have had here to listen to your journey, your growth, your insights, your discoveries, and your trajectory moving forward? You know, it's hard to imagine an easier conversation with you guys. I really feel like that was a 45 second uh, uh, conversation that we had. I was, um, there was a uh, writer, uh, Robert Cormier, who is a very famous um, young adult fiction writer. He uh, was the the very first kind of writer I ever discovered um, wandering as a lonely kid uh, in LaSalle, Quebec, um, through my library. the stories were were not afraid to show you the dark. We're not afraid to show you, you know, adults, uh, kids who are dealing with truly, truly heavy things. And, you know, it, it really opened up this whole world in me. And it was the first time where I realized I was like, look, whatever your dream is, whatever that unspoken thing is. I give you my word, okay? There are people out there who want to celebrate that, who want to do business, who want to who want to move forward, who are who who are there. Sometimes again, like we were talking about before, you got to fight like heck for these things, right? But it it was through the lens of him and through the lens of of everything he did and talking about a rule breaker. This guy has written, you know, over the course of his life, well over 30 books. In many of his books, uh, when a phone number needs to be shared, rather than putting in what we see in every phone, you know, movie five five five, he put in his actual number. So when a kid who was like me was actually reading this and was so inspired to say, "Oh my God, I'm going to read this," it went to his actual house and he picked it up and he had a conversation with these readers, and it made such a an impact on me because I was like, "That's the kind of that's the kind of intimate bond I want to have with the people that I I." partner with the people I speak with the people that I'm I'm lucky enough who are lucky enough to invite me into their lives and help you know I want the kind of intimacy and the openness that says that yes that's it it's you know success isn't a a means of going up into a mansion and hiding away and retreating right success is a way that allows you to bring more of yourself your openness even your vulnerability to the forefront and be totally cool with it you know and be be all right with it so robert cormier wherever you are up there man um you <laughs> you inspired me you inspire me still man I love it, dude. It's just just a light. And and like you said earlier in our conversation, it didn't start off with the light, but it's because you understand the dark that you're able to shine a light the way that you do. Yeah. So for that, Anish, I, I really appreciate you. And I can't thank you enough for stopping by. It's tradition around here for Jason to close this out. So I'll let him do that. But man, it's just been a pleasure. Same here, guys. Awesome. Well, hey, I definitely, there is no doubt you left it all on the field here today. Um, And uh, no doubt at all, you left (laughs) everything that you could probably leave in 40 minutes was left here on the table. And uh, I hope people appreciate that. And thank you for being here today. And uh, yeah. It's my pleasure, guys. It it really, really is my my pleasure. I, I celebrate what you guys are creating and what you guys are putting out there. I think the knowledge that you guys are sharing, the insights you're sharing is so critically important. And I'll tell you, I would say that's true, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you, wherever you are on the human journey, 
dude, you guys, you guys, I, I, I am a, a fan and an admirer as much as I am like a, a happy guest here. Right on, man. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.